Want to grow your business? How about some new media strategies? Do you want to do what you want? Do you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio. Today's theme, growing your business with new media strategies. Hi, this is Daniel Laxton. And this is Leah Laxton. And this is the Dream Job Radio Show, presented by 30careers.com. If you'd like, please go online to dreamjobradio.tv where you can view information about all our upcoming guests, episodes, and play back this week's feature episode, which you might be doing right now. Yeah. If you want, you can follow Daniel Laxton's or Leah Laxton's at Daniel or Leah Laxton's. And, of course, follow at DreamJobTV on Twitter for our exclusive radio feed. So today's show is Growing Your Business with New Media Strategies. Our special guests are Peter Kelly and Jerry Sullivan. So these are the founders of Framework Media Strategies. These Generation Y entrepreneurs are making a big splash in the world of new media communications and public relations. They're going to share strategies for growing your business using creative marketing. For more information about them and their company, go to www.frameworkmediastrategies.com. So we'd like to welcome you guys both to the show. How's it going? It's going great. Well, we always love having entrepreneurs on the show and, and ones that have started their own businesses. And that's what I, think, I believe you guys have done then, right? You're the founders of Framework Media Strategies, right? Yes, we are. That is correct. Well, t- tell us more about Framework Media Strategies and how did you guys get started and what are you guys all about? Uh, well, this is Jerry here, and I'll, I'll take it and then I'll segue over to Pete. Uh, we are based in Central Jersey, and that's where we, where we do most of our business uh, around us. It's uh, Middlesex, Essex, and Union Counties. And uh, what we're really about is, you know, we're, we studied uh, PR and journalism as uh, undergrads at Seton Hall University. Uh, that's where we both first met each other. Uh, but then since then, really have have graduated and seen the landscape changes. You know, it, it all starts with writing well, but uh, there's just so many different and new technologies out there that have absolutely changed the PR field that we're taking the approach now where it's it's the traditional tactics that have worked for, for decades and that uh, professionals use, but now also we're marrying that with new media technology to really put forth this uh, integrated communication approach which is what we call it, as well as some industry experts as well, where instead of having you know, your advertising team, your, your PR marketing team, um, you know, your promotional team, and diff- wearing different hats and working separately and then communicating only if need be, really putting that all under one roof and using these, uh, these new tools and tactics to do so. And I'll let Pete speak a little more about that. Well, I, I would I would say something if if you hadn't just covered. Oh no, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll ask Pete. Um, so does does that mean then you don't have to have the same amount of people then if you're using technologies, Pete? Oh, by all means. Uh, from from what we're able to do between two people, a computer, and these new web applications that are coming each and every day with uh, new technology rising, we can now focus uh, with what two guys can now over what a team of 10 to 20 people could have done maybe five, six years ago. Wow. With, uh, with the, with the uh, rise of social media such as Facebook and Twitter, we're now able to reach our audiences and targets that people beforehand just couldn't do, especially with the ease of which we are able to do it now. So I, I could say definitely with uh, what we're doing and the team that we got between me and Jerry were able to cover a larger area just based in New Jersey than we thought we ever could. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. 
Well, and Jerry mentioned the term integrated communications. Could you expand a little bit uh, more on that? What are integrated communications? I'll take I'll take a stab at that since since I uh, threw that that confusing and an awfully jumbled word out there. Um, <laughs> you know, in in short, it really gets back to, you know, what we had said is it's it's really taking all the different facets uh, that a business, a nonprofit, uh, even a musician, uh, could could use to communicate their message to promote their brand and bring it all under back one roof, <laughs> under one roof and starting from A to B to C to D and formalizing. Uh, a very strategic plan and making sure each part of the initiatives, you know, the advertising, the marketing, uh, the PR, the media relations, the social media now as well, uh, all fire on the same cylinders with the same message. Uh, and thankfully, to this technological advances that we have as pizza day in and day out, uh, which is great about that is when you integrate all your approaches, everybody's on the same page. You don't have to have five or six different meetings. Uh, you have that one plan that you stick with. And, you know, those plans can be fluid. You know, things change, events come up, uh, and you're able to rework them. But with the technological aspect, your cost to do all this actually decreases because some of these technologies are free and quite often easy to use. So it's, it's a very new approach, but I think a very fruitful and something going forward with, you know, the unfortunate situations of downsizing across America and technological advances. When you put that together, uh, something has to give. And I think, like Pete said, you're able to do a lot more with less people, but, uh, you know, the thought process has to be that much more strategic and executed, and that's what uh, integrated communication is all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, can you add more people, though? So, if if you do have a small company, uh, do you have room to grow? Oh yeah. We definitely have. We have very very high ceilings right now. <laughs> yeah, it's not at all. <laughs> I would agree with that. We uh, as we grow, the the goal of our efforts is to really possibly within the near future maybe expand upon the size of our team and maybe split it up into our three sects of what we're looking to accomplish. What Framework Media Strategies focuses on, we do uh, social media integration, we also do creative design, and then we do traditional PR tactics. And if in the future we're able to expand upon our team and maybe hire a couple of uh, lower employees, then we are overseeing three different sectors of what we're trying to accomplish. So we can have one small team working on the social media outreach we have another team working on specifically creative design and the graphic end of things. And then we have another smaller team working on traditional PR tactics, pitching, creating press kits and media relations, and having that all being under one roof as framework. That's Jerry, right? Yeah, I think to, add to, to add to that, too, um, you know, Dan and Leah, with what Pete said, you know, the number three is something that always really comes up uh, with us. Uh, you know, the acronym's three letters. Uh, we have three distinct uh, types of services, and then also, but there's three different categories of clients we're aiming to service in the small, the mid-sized businesses, the nonprofits, and as well as the entertainment-based clients. So I think that was that was my next question was going to be: is um, yeah. who's your target uh, client or customer? Who's the perfect customer for you guys to have? Well, I think that question is 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 definitely twofold. One being, um, you know, the one the names are just rattling off those small, mid-sized businesses, the nonprofits as well as the entertainment-based clients. And sometimes people hear us say that, and they kind of scratch their heads, and they go, you know, what are these guys talking about? Those are three totally different um, aspects across the board. How do you mix them together? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we we said the same thing when we first sat down. We said, you know, who could best use these services? And through the research we did, uh, it really seems that when you combine those categories, so the creative design, what does your image look like? What does your logo look like? Um, you know, the PR and the pitching, you know, how do we tell your story? And then the, the social media aspect, you know, uh, the three types of clients that do the best with those services are, in fact, the ones that we're aiming to work with. 
specifically because of the new media, and I'll let Pete talk more about that and how that plays a part in each of their roles. Well, also with, yeah, the, uh, getting also on Jerry's point and back to the question at hand, I would say uh, the perfect perfect client, someone coming through the door looking to us, is someone that's really looking to expand upon their name using new tactics, especially in regards to social media. That's something that we've really found to be useful in our efforts as well as what we're trying to provide and really give someone who has nothing the framework and the foundation of what they need to get their name out there. So a small business that may have put together a, a small Facebook profile or they have thrown together a Twitter and they update it like once once, uh, once a week or once a month even, we can now go in, offer our uh, assistant, our consultation, as well as implying some uh, strategic methods to get their name higher in the rankings in SEO, working alongside them to really get their Facebook profile polished up, and discussing the benefits of using a Twitter on a current basis and targeting people on Twitter to, uh, I guess, increase their, their span of their market. You can really connect with someone on a one-to-one -one basis on Twitter. and Sometimes people don't see that, and that's what we're here. That's what we're trying to do. If we can provide someone the direction and, I guess, the, the strategic effort of what we can accomplish for somebody, that's my perfect That's my perfect client, someone who's really willing to be open to new methods of PR as well as using some of the traditional and some of the old-school tactics. Well, I'm focusing a little bit on that, I guess, the new media strategies that you guys implement. You know, I know there's a lot of small businesses out there that have set up social media profiles. They've heard about Twitter and Facebook and, and now, I guess, G+. But they don't really know how to proceed or how to use it for their best interests. Can you give us maybe a few must-dos for small businesses that have these profiles set up but don't quite know where to go from there? Well, uh, this is Pete, but I'll, I'll I'll start off and then segue to Jerry. But uh, I would say my my first tip is especially in line with Twitter. Something that uh, people do is they, it's like, oh well, we really need a Twitter. Let's let's get that. And they get it going, and you know, for the first couple of weeks, they're they're really they're really going at it, and they're mm -hmm. writing out these these long-winded things with with no hashtags, and they're not throwing in short links or anything like that. And they're just you know they're updating for the sake of updating. And at first, it's good. You gain some your your, your local-based followers and people who you already know through other profiles and other websites. Saying, hey, follow us on Twitter, and that and that's it. And then you hit your ceiling. My tip in regards to that would be. Really use the benefit of hashtags because that's how people are going to find you, find out what you're talking about, and make them not be five words at a time with a hashtag in front of it because no one's going to be able to search that. Mm -hmm. You know, specific words, specific things you can do to really get your message out there. Say if I'm a small business, I'd be talking about this is what we're doing today over here at so-and-so, hashtag small biz, hashtag I guess the name of the year event or whatever you're trying to do. Uh, so Twitter, Twitter is a is a great tool because people can find you through it. It's like I'm I'm another business and I want to figure out if someone in the same field is doing what I'm doing. I search, you know, topics at hand up in the search bar and boom, there's all your listings of all the people who are talking about the same ideas and the same topics that you're trying to, I guess, do yourself. So for for me, just my my quick and easy bottom line tip is with Twitter, be constant, be current and use the hashtags correctly and effectively, and it's a, such a beautiful tool. For wow, Pete, that's awesome. Uh, 
you just helped me a lot. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I never, when you're describing that for client, uh, that was me. No, because <laughs> I don't use hashtags. So I guess I'll I'll start learning today. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, there you go. I, I just wanted to add to his point too, if we have enough enough time for sure, it. Sure, oh, Jerry. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we, he touched upon Twitter, and one of our other big things was was Facebook, uh, as well as LinkedIn. Those are the two you know main players in the field. And and you know, your question was, you know, what are tips? How do they help? I think with Facebook and LinkedIn, it's, it's the same thing rings true with Twitter. Um, you know, the number one thing is to set up a profile. Uh, if you're not on there as a small business or even as a nonprofit or even you know, as an entertainment uh, professional. And with regards to those, probably Facebook is better than LinkedIn. Um, but, you know, setting up the profile is the first obstacle. The second one becomes how do you build your, your follower base. And I would recommend, that, as we did, start with family and friends. You know, spread the word a bit. Let that go as viral as it possibly can. And then kind of start joining groups and go from there. But particularly with Facebook and LinkedIn, uh, the functions that are very, very helpful are certainly, if, if you can tag options, uh, if you can share content, that is really, really a very large uh, portion of using those tools successfully. Specifically with Facebook, I know that you know when we're, when we're posting things, we'll tag our client's name in it, we'll tag our name in it, have a specific event, specific location. You know, the more tagging you do, you open it up to more and more eyes, which has been very, very helpful to us. And with LinkedIn, I know even just for our media relations purposes, I've been joining groups and becoming part of conversations that are centered around some of the types of clients we work with. Mm-hmm. And even I've been able to find some of our media opportunities that we've turned over to clients from the conversations going on in those groups. So you really have to be strategic and think outside of the box with these tools. It's not just about the status update. It's not just about the, the, the profile photo you have. It's uh, much, much more in-depth than that. Yeah, truly social networking. You're listening to the Dream Job Radio Show. Our special guest this week is Peter Kelly and Jeremiah Sullivan. And they're entrepreneurs. They're the founders of Framework Media Strategies. You know, how, how can maybe we can help musicians when it comes to their social media to promote their music? Um, actually, speaking from someone who is in the music industry, I was a musician for quite some time. Uh, wow, Pete. School, I'm, yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, that's actually um, also one of the reasons why we started to look at musicians. And I'll do my little backstory. Uh, I was a musician coming out of Seton Hall. Would you play? I went... Uh, I was actually the singer. Oh, that's oh. good. I'm, I'm a singer, yeah, too. I, uh, oh, very nice. Um, were you were you, uh, were you a rock band? you a big metal guy? <laughs> uh, no, I wasn't a metal, although I do like metal. He sings country really well, and I try to make him sing country, <laughs> oh, but, but no. he actually hates it. So. Shh, don't say that. Oh, man, 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 we just no. alienated all our country listeners. Yeah. No, so. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I actually, uh, you know, from pop to... Uh, I was in a band that was called Legends in Their Own Mind. So we back then we would do uh, even you know covers from the '60s and and '90s. We you know we did we did a lot of cover stuff. Very cool. How about you? You know, I uh, metalhead. We were we were uh, no we weren't uh, metal. I would say uh, more like hard rock. No, mm-hmm. no screaming or anything like that. We were kind of like a hard rock with a progressive edge. But coming out of school, I was in a band for quite some time. We did the touring thing and. Just like many other bands of our time, there was musical differences and people wanted to do other things, and mm-hmm. unfortunately it separated. But one of the biggest things that I took out of being a musician was looking at musicians instead Excuse me, instead of being uh, just a band, you actually have to look at them as small businesses in, in themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. They have their own brand. 
They have their own name. They're trying to accomplish business goals and get themselves out there. So in essence, they are no different to us than a small business. What they're trying to do is they're trying to effectively use social media as well as traditional PR tactics to really, you know, have people find out about them, find out what they're doing. And directing our our tactics toward musicians, we're able to use social media as well as traditional PR. Say if a band is putting on a benefit concert, we're able to do, for example, just reach out to local media, talk about the story about what they're doing, what they're getting involved in, get some uh, media and press coverage on that. And then we can set up their press kit and work with... Uh, you know, really just getting their, their online presence in par with what they're trying to do with their social media, such as Facebook, their Twitter, those are the two big ones. And also another great site known as Reverb Nation, mm-hmm. which is becoming the, the biggest uh, local music and independent music sharing device online as we speak. So, How does one handle, you know, having over a thousand Facebook friends? And, you know, dealing with all that, I mean, that's that's a lot of, maybe if you have like, or 10,000, you know, sometimes you see someone <laughs> that, that has 10,000 of their customers following them on Facebook. Um, how do you handle that? I guess I'll, I'll chime in here. This is this is Jerry, and uh, Pete and I had a discussion probably three or four times over the last year plus we've been working together, and I think the one thing we keep coming back to is, you know, there's there's a reason that they clicked on that like button. You know, there's a reason that they decided that, you know, Facebook is, is very segmented where your profile is yours and yours alone and your news feed is yours and yours alone and, you know, you're supposed to only be getting what you want and, and that means that whatever you're choosing to like or follow has some type of, um, you know, invested interest for you or, or value that you need to know what's going on. So each one of those clicks are, you know, individuals that have said, you know, what these guys are up to or what this band is up to or what this nonprofit's all about or what the, uh, the, this business sells as their product, you know, means something to them. So I think the best way to really deal with, you know, the exponential growth of Facebook fans, which everybody wants to happen, is to make sure that you're providing them consistent content of worth for them. Um, you know, you might want to mix it up a little bit. You know, for us, we'll put out our client news in there. We'll put out our own personal news, uh, stories of interest, things of that nature. You know, to keep it fresh. You know, if you can, once a day, twice a day would be great. You know, sometimes we have events where there's multiple press hits coming in, so it might be three, four, or five times a day. Wow. But the one goal that we try to make sure that we have is to make sure that what we're putting up there is not just for the sake of putting it up there. Because, you know, you do that once, twice, three times, you're going to start to lose some of those fans because it's no longer necessary or there's no really worth for them to continue to follow that Facebook page anymore. Mm-hmm. So the more you can focus on worth and consistent content, I think that's going to how you're going to be best able to manage that type of a size of fan base. Yeah. Do you guys have any opinion on uh, Google Plus? As, as, you know, they just recently launched the pages, I guess, for businesses. And uh, although I, I don't think it's necessarily on the level of Facebook and Twitter yet, it does seem like it's sort of caught on with certain segments. Uh, what, what's your opinion? Well, my this is Pete speaking. I, I usually delve into the reading within tech blogs and whatnot, and in watching the. The, the initial rise and then the fall and then the rise again of Google Plus. It's, it's pretty interesting, being that Google has such uh, unbelievable power right now in mm-hmm. in the world of technology and web-based technology, especially. It's it's interesting to see such, such uh, like I guess waves of, of, of follow like followers in Google Plus, 
And off the, off the bat, it was, it was it seemed like everyone was going to jump ship from Facebook and go over to Google. But a couple months after that, it, it ended up being a ghost town. But I, I, I assume it will be back on the rise again, and all of the business pages and whatnot and the use of Google Plus will be relevant just as much as Facebook. My my definite opinion and my, I guess, advice would be for Google Plus is to take advantage of it as if it was a Facebook. You Because you never know what your audience is looking for. You may have some audience or some you know target markets in Facebook. They're going to be finding you through there. But then there also might be people on Google Plus who may use that more than Facebook, and they're going to be looking for outlets such as your business on that website. It's got a nice so interface, I was, you know. It really does. It has a really nice interface. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 really great. I mean, everything with Google is, uh, it, uh, as of late, I feel like that they're touching upon everything, whether it be uh, reading applications, their email, their Google documents, everything. You're, you're kind of finding Google in front of every web-based application these days. Even YouTube's big makeover, what was it, last week or the week before, I really thought came, yeah. out, came out really well for them. It was obviously very, very overdue because it was starting to get a very dated feel. But, you know, it seems like they're sort of on top of it. So we'll definitely we'll see what happens. Well, hey, where can people find out more about you guys, Framework Media Strategies? Well, I would say a great outlet for us is FrameworkMediaStrategies.com, which is uh, our main website, but it also has links to all of our social media feeds as well. But, Jerry, I, I, can you, yeah, no, I, I, would, I would think that's, that's a very safe assessment. We, we have it set up so all of our social content uh, links to that site, and there's very easy icons to just click on, and you can go from there. But uh, yeah, I would say that uh, we're very active on Facebook as well, and always welcome welcome new fans to uh, to click on and, and follow what we're up to. And, you know, like I said, at the moment right now, we're really focusing on the, you know, New York, New Jersey area specifically because um, we found that, you know, a lot of firms can deal with global clients and things of that nature, but a lot of times you're relying only on the research that you can get off a database or a website, and, you know, we're pretty comfy with sticking with uh, the area that we know. We were both Jersey guys and, and know the area pretty well, and, found that that, uh, that stuff you can't really read out of a book or teach somebody. So yeah, sort Jersey-based now, Jersey-based now, but always room to grow. That's <laughs> awesome. So sort of a more one-on-one approach, too, I guess, that you guys are utilizing a face-to-face. Oh, very much. You know, most of our meetings, you know, we, we request either, if we can't do it in person, to definitely at least try to use Skype to at least see, you know, who we're, who we're working with. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, we'll, we'll hop into a Starbucks or hop into a Panera and just sit down and, and talk, uh, you know, person to person, and then, you know, we've seen that that's really been the best way to make connections with people because, you know, let's face it, there's tons of people that are out there that are doing social media. There's tons of people out there that are that are running their own graphic design teams, and there's tons of people that are operating as sole uh, PR practitioners to pitch a story. But there's not too many that bring it all together under one roof and deal with people, you know, one on one. So that's that's what Absolutely. our mainstay has been. That's the way we try to keep it. That's fantastic. Well, thank you guys so much for taking time out for us today. Oh, Thank you. You're listening to the Dream Job Radio Show. Our special guests have been Peter Kelly and Jeremiah Sullivan. Uh, they're the founders of Framework Media Strategies. So we thank you so much, and maybe we can uh, stop by sometime 
Grab a beer or a coffee. Or see on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm sure Twitter's probably more easy to, to facilitate, but if you're up in the area, just, just give us a shout. We All will. Right, <laughs> Thanks. Good. Wow, that was great. It sure was. A lot of great advice, especially with, you know, doing our Twitter and things like that. Absolutely. So what's up for next week? Well, next week we're talking with Joni Natalizio. She's going to talk to us about a fast-track guide to a professional job search, which incidentally is just the, also the name of uh, her recently finished book that you can find on Amazon. That sounds exciting. Well, until next week, this is Daniel Laxton's. And this is Leah Laxton's. And this was the Dream Job Radio Show. Do you want to do what you want? Do you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio.